Hey, Chad. How's it going, guys? What's up? How's it going? So nothing really happened this week. Should we just like call it quits now and just... What do you think? Dude, I, no joke. I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> I was like all ready to say it and you just said it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, pretty quiet week. Uh... <laughs> There's somebody in the audience who has, uh, I can't remember the name of the dragon from that old movie from the 1980s. God damn it. What was it called? Uh, uh, people in the audience know. The Mateus Mormax uh, got this thing. Oh, what's, what's the name of that dragon from that movie from like the 1980s? It's bothering me now. God damn it. I don't even see what picture you're talking about, to be honest. Uh, one of the guys in the audience got a, a, dragon, a fluffy dragon, uh, which is a character from an old movie. Um, God damn it. Anyways. That's all right. Um, how are you guys doing? Uh, doing all right. <laughs> Hanging in there. Hey, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a, a terror discussion going on uh, for the Unchained podcast going on right now, which I'm going to listen to later on. It's going to be interesting to we'll see what they have to say. How was uh, your space yesterday, Chad? You, you had a ton of people in there yesterday. It was like 600 people when I tuned in yesterday. Yeah, to that the, was not. Oh, to the uh, stage, like the Discord uh, stage you're talking about? No, uh, sorry. Uh, so, uh, Chad, you, you hosted oh, Chad Discord Rowe. stage sorry. yesterday, and that, that was really good. Uh, I should pin that up on the top here. I have the YouTube link, by the way. But then Chad Thoreau hosted with uh, Zero X Ventures. Uh, he, he had a really good space. People just sharing their stories and, uh, you know, spilling their heart out yesterday. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I, like, kind of kicked it off, and the first few hour, couple hours were nice. And then I kind of had to step away, and things were getting a little crazy for a while. I was kind of listening in. But, um, yeah, you know, there's been there's been so many spaces this week of just people telling their stories with Tara and, like, honestly, like, many just heartbreaking stories and stuff like that so was just trying to open a space just for a discussion kind of like um you know there's just so many lessons from this like that that i personally learned just investing stuff like you know my own kind of evaluations of things so we were just kind of working through that but then yeah like at, at times in it you know uh definitely got a little worked up uh at certain parts of that conversation just but but it was an interesting space, you know, I mean, it's just like a, a emotional time for the space in a way. So it was, you know, overall, I think, a uh, good experience. Yeah, I caught part of that uh, space uh, yesterday. Um, it was really, really interesting to like listen to people talking and kind of debate and talk about their own experiences and their viewpoints of what should have happened or what should should be done, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I found it really interesting. So thanks for putting it together. Yeah, no problem. I started listening out and there was a, a 15-year-old who came up on stage <laughs> and started, <laughs> I don't even know what he was talking about, but it is so, so many unique people that uh, just are involved in this. It's it's a pretty crazy community. And so I, I feel like like sometimes you, you kind of lose some of the humanity just like in like the text form online. So uh, it, it, like the spaces are interesting because you actually hear like the, the real people behind it and it's not just like uh you know text on the screen it's it, like there's, there's a 15 year old kid that there's like someone from like south africa and uh, there there's people from all over the world and different experiences and you know all, all going through the, the same timeline here yeah great point it's really what makes twitter spaces cool like just makes it so much more personal when you just see a random tweet it's easy to just be like oh this person's just full of shit or this is just some fud but maybe there's just actually a concerned person on the other end that it doesn't all come across in, you know, 280 characters or whatever it is. Um, yeah. All right, Chad, do you, uh, I guess we can, yeah, we, wow, 79 people in here already. We can, we can get into it then. Uh, we, we can start talking about, uh, you know, the status of Terra on ThorChain and then 
uh yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's I'm, today, I'm guessing that's going to be the main topic of today <laughs> maybe a few other little things to touch on but yeah i'm, I'm sure I'm people will yeah. we'll, yeah. glorify later we'll as well but yeah let, let's start with um what, what's going to happen with uh the terra and sorry the luna and ust pools on thorchain and you know how lps are affected yeah um right so uh terra is now uh still kind of paused on uh thorchain um, we were waiting for the um, the full full nodes of like Terra to get caught up. Everybody's like behind by like a thousand blocks or two thousand blocks. And that's problematic for how this network functions. It needs needs the layer one to be you know stable for it to be able to get a consensus of what's actually did transpire, right? Right. And so we had to pause things, and the network actually automatically detected this on its own and, and auto pause before it became a real issue, uh, which is great. Actually, did exactly what I was designed to do. So that worked well. Um, so then we just kind of waited for, you know, the, the dust to kind of settle in a sense. And, you know, it, over time, it's, it's a dynamic environment, what's happening in the space. And, you know, um, people are, you know, they hold to the chain for a while. And, and, and uh, Luna was in from exchanges, and which all kind of changes the calculus of the outcome of all this. And, and you know, so we still don't know where it's, what's going to happen with Terra, obviously, in the long term. And I guess more and more people are feeling more and more bearish about it. And reasonably so, of course. Um, so I think at this point, what our intention is as a, as a team, as we've discussed internally and we've discussed with the larger community, is we want to make sure we, we kind of protect our LPs as best as we can um, and get them, you know, back there, at least their rune. Because um, that's what's still a value here, the rune there, not so much the, the Luna or the USD for that matter. So... Um, the intention is that um, in version 89 of the, of the software, of the Thor node code, there's a new change where uh, the, the mirror can uh, force, basically, symmetric, force you to come out the way you came. So if you provide just asset, you're coming out with asset. If you provide just rune, you're coming out with rune. And if you provided both, then you're coming out with both. And so you don't have the, the ability to choose and select what you want to do. And by doing so, that makes it uh, so that that you cannot arbitrage the pool and 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 make the I think now last my check it was thirty dollar lunar price which I don't even know what it is now but the thirty dollar lunar price whatever the hell it is uh, that it can't be arbitraged because the trading will still be disabled you can't add liquidity the only thing you can do is remove liquidity and you can just remove it um, symmetrically um, or just single sided if you only provide single sided but generally speaking you won't be able to really arbitrage the pool correctly which means that people will hold on to their room instead of being you know, armed out away from them, right? Because if we had just allowed trading right now, hypothetically speaking, and nobody could withdraw their liquidity, then arbitrage is going to come in and, you know, basically dump out all the rune. And this can be like, you know, a few hundred rune left or how the number would actually be. And, you know, everybody would, all the LPs would lose. So we're trying to stop that from happening. That's the intention. And so 189 is released and it should be coming out hopefully today or, or tomorrow. Um, uh, that will come out. Hopefully, the community will adopt the, the change once that happens. Uh, and the Terra da daemons are all synced and all these kinds of things. We can enable um, LPs to remove. We'll give them probably a one to three day period for you to kind of, you know, withdraw your liquidity, get your back, all that kind of stuff. After that point, uh, we can enable uh, trading again, which arbitrage bots can take whatever remaining is remaining there. Um, and then then we have to decide what to do at that point. And I don't think we'll have an answer what to do at that point until later, until we actually understand what's happening in the, the Terra ecosystem. Because we don't really have, actually understand what's happening yet. Um, I don't know if they're going to have a plan or if the TFL is going to do something. Who knows? I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. But until we have to make a choice on that, I don't think we're going to go and make a choice on that. You know? Um, 
So hopefully by Monday-ish or some time period, uh, the LPs will be able to withdraw their liquidity and we'll get, you know, by Wednesday-ish, we'll have a trading enabled um, and then, you know, carry on from there. Now, there's a possibility that like the entire terror chain is going to die in the sense of like the validators are just going to just kind of walk off. It's not going to commit any blocks anymore. If that's the case, then, then obviously we will adjust plans and uh, basically Ragnarok the uh, chain. And, you know, just zeroing out all the UST and Luna that it has, you can't move it anyway because it's not using blocks anymore. And then just uh, do a, a regular state change where we just send back all the room back to the LPs, uh, all that kind of stuff. So so if whatever happens in terms of the results of what's going to happen with, with Terra, I'm sure we'll, 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 we'll adjust. We'll do the best we can as a project and as a community to support our own community, of course. Um, and we'll do the best we can in that regard. Um, after that, there's going to be another conversation and discussion about, you know, how to handle this in the future, what, you know, additional uh, implementations we need to want, want to do to, to make ourselves more resilient against, you know, unstable, unreliable chains, you know, all this kind of stuff, which all is going to be worked on in the future. Great. And uh, obviously the plan is subject to change with the changing conditions, like if Terra does a hard fork or something like that, then, yeah, you know, you need to just... Uh, stay tuned to the, the, the channels here, being uh, Dev Discord and uh, the, the Twitter account here, and uh, just all the other resources from from Thorchain to keep updated on what's what will happen with the Luna LPs if the situation does change. But that's the current plan. So let, let me just say that one more time, and then people who requested, well, we'll let people let's let people up to ask questions only about the the Luna LPs because I think that uh, you know we we don't want to talk about too much other stuff before moving on from that. And so we should answer people's questions first, but let me just go through the order of events again. So uh, the, the first thing would be the version 1.89 release, which should happen uh, very soon. And then after that, a 100% of the nodes need to adopt 1.89. So every single node needs to update to the new, uh, to the new version. And then all the, uh, all the nodes need to vote to on the mirror commands to allow symmetric uh, LP withdrawals only, so you can only get out what you put in, and then uh, a couple of days will be allowed for withdrawals, and then after that period has ended, then uh, trading will be re-enabled, and then uh, likely all most of the most, if not all, of the rune will be out of those pools just from arbitrage, and then uh, trading <laughs> trading continues on uh, UST and Luna, barring uh, you know any kind of node vote to remove. Terra Luna from from Third Chain, so that that that's current plan for affected LP on uh, Luna or USD. So yeah, let, let's get some people up and answer some questions. If people have questions about this process, hey guys, thanks for having me up. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask was about asymmetric deposits, but I think you guys covered it pretty much. Um, pretty much the way you went in is the way you're coming out. Um, my only concern about this, and really it's not a concern to Thorchain, uh, but it feels like even though Terra was halted, uh, Thorchain having their own halt on the protocol uh, essentially gave people who had UST and Luna no exit. Um, I feel like there was like a brief 24 to 48 hour period where you could kind of sell your Luna for $10, a dollar, even 50 cents. And even your UST peg, like some brokers were still giving 30 cents on the dollar. It, it seems by the time Thorchain is going to open up trading, they're essentially going to be worthless. Uh, are we basically saying asymmetric depositors are SOL? Um, so another way of doing this that it, you know can be discussed is that uh, the, the problem with asymmetric depositors is that we don't have the other address, right? So if you deposited just 
UST into, into an opposition. And network doesn't actually have a room to associate to, to be able to pull out the other side. If it did, you can just go ahead and withdraw it to both. But that being said, uh, because they're both BEC32 addresses, both the room address and the terror address, I think, I have to make sure this is right, but I think you can easily compute what the equal you know, room address would be for, from my terror address or vice versa. And so it's possible that we could um, iterate through all the LPs, update the LP records with the other address, whatever that other address is, right? And so that everybody has both addresses into the system and then everybody can withdraw the liquidity and you basically are, you know, you get basically get half your position, right? As a symmetric person, you get half your position back uh, as a, you know, um, a, uh, asymmetric asset only, you would get nothing in the, in the, you know, because the assets go basically to zero and you can't withdraw to it. I mean, you can't, you can withdraw, technically, if you want to withdraw your Luna on USD, you can go ahead and do so, but that won't be worth very much. Um, and then the room will be, you know, get close to, you know, close to 100% of their, their room back, close to. Um, it's more complicated than that because uh, of the math of when you got in, blah, blah, blah. But, and, and ILP still is at play here. And ILP will still do its payout. Um, but if we actually change the addresses for everybody to have addresses for both, then you can use the same private key to, to access both assets, either the rune or the other asset side. Um, that is an option that we could do. We can talk about that as a community and talk about that as a, as a team and, uh, and just determine if that's what we want to do. It's up to the community to decide. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, I'm not just looking out for my own pockets. We had, I'm sure, many depositors who went asymmetrical. Uh, and a lot who are really bullish on Rune, so I'm sure they went UST in that way so they could uh, bet on Rune going ahead. Um, ultimately, Luna and Terra takes the loss. Uh, I understand there's a good argument that Thorchain and the Treasury shouldn't pay, um, especially as asymmetrical depositors, but uh, I always felt like there was this um, overarching thing that we believed in with uh, liquidity providers being first class. So, um, yeah, I, I'm willing to accept my loss. Uh, I just wonder if uh, or if it would be even feasible, like you said, um, for Rune to cover losses uh, uh, asymmetrically. Yeah, it, it might be possible uh, in the sense that when you provide liquidity as asymmetrically just with the asset, you technically sold off half of Luna into Rune, right? In terms That's of what right. actually happened on the back end. And so if we were to to do this kind of thing I was saying about um, converting or generating the other address, the Rune address in this case, and then populating all the LP records with the with the Rune address, and then people did a withdraw, then it would you would get Instead, you know, you would get basically half your half your position in room back. Not, not exactly half. Don't quote me on that number because it's, it's much, the math is much complicated than that. But yeah, I, I, I think that's, yeah, I think and I think that's like um, like there's just comfort in that idea because ultimately, um, if the asset goes to zero, withdrawing the liquidity later, even to protect us from arbitraging bots, is like it's almost kind of redundant. I'm sure as you guys can understand. Um, but yeah, I, again, I imagine it's up to our community to decide. <clears throat> uh, yeah, uh, support. If we were to do that, it's like you. You, you're helping the asymmetric ads for the Luna people, but you're probably hurting the, the asymmetric ads on the room people, right? That's right. Because now, it's because now they're going to get half exposure to the asset effectively, right? Which maybe they don't like. So like maybe, but maybe that's the right thing to do because they took on the half exposure of the asset anyway. So like that becomes just like, you know, a topic that the community can debate about and argue about. No, yeah, that's great. That makes sense. Um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm obviously, I would love as much as I would love to be protected. I think it is a good discussion to have um, yeah. to figure out what is, uh, I guess, fair, right? Thanks so much yeah. for uh, entertaining my question, guys. Appreciate it. No worries. Thanks. There's a ton of people who have requested. We'll get to everybody. Uh, so just hang tight and we'll get to everyone. And um, uh, only, only 
request to come up if you want to ask a question specifically regarding the Luna and UST LPs. Don't, uh, no other questions for right now, nothing about ThorFi or anything else. And I'll take people off once they've asked their question. If you have another question, you can just request and come back up. All right, so let's go to uh, Wilder Pelosi. What's up, guys? Thanks for hosting this. Um... Um, unfortunate series of events. Uh, obviously, a lot of people were affected by this. And I know there's a lot of people in Ruin that are also in Luna um, and also in UST because, you know, the same kind of vision, decentralized money, decentralized liquidity. Um, but now we're dealing with this crazy fucked up situation um, <laughs> where a lot of people had deposited LPs into ThorChain or literally just watching their UST go into the fractions which is really fucked up and emotional for i know a lot of people had a lot of money on there and um yeah there were unknown risks like obviously no one knew thor chain was gonna or it was gonna uh, the nodes were gonna desync and we wouldn't be able to pull our money um it did help a lot of people though that they didn't dump their rune and throw money into anchor to pay off loans that are were gonna be worthless so there were like some pros and cons obviously like um, but anyways, to my question, um, should we be waiting for the 100 days to withdraw and have protection from the IL protection? Um, or are we still deciding on what we're doing? I kind of hopped in here just a couple of minutes ago. Not sure if you guys already discussed this. Um, also, withdrawing from the LP, should we be going into Rune directly? If we uh, did a... Yeah, should we be withdrawing into Rune or how do, should we be withdrawing into both coins or which one of uh, the two? Uh, so first of all, you, we're going to try to make it so that you can't withdraw specifically into Rune only. That's going to be that's a way of arbitrage, a way to arbitrage the pool. It would be you know detrimental to the remaining LPs in the in the pool. So we're going to try to make that not be a thing. Um, what was the first question here? Oh, the the IL protection is that still oh. coming into play? So the IL protection is still coming into play, and I think you were questioning like should we wait the hundred days? Um, I mean, everybody can do what they want, and I'm not trying to give people financial advice or anything like this. But with the, I don't know whether terror will be even around in 100 days. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, if if it was me, my opinion would be just to withdraw when this, when this window opens up for a day or two or three, whatever the hell it's going to be. Uh, to I would, if it was me, I would just withdraw to get my rune out and then you know carry on with life. I wouldn't wait for 100 days just because you don't know what's going to happen in a week. Uh, and it's, so it's it's very possible that. You know the Terra chain itself will, you know, uh, die, and you know. So, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get like our bet to hell in in any way. So, so I wouldn't do it if I were if I were you. It's just my own personal opinion. But obviously, do your own research and do your own analysis. Uh, if that makes sense. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Another question: the rune, the, the Luna price on Thor chain. If it, the pools open up. Will that correct itself? Or I'm, I'm guessing it's a bunch of people are. Yeah, so. it'll, it will correct itself probably. I'm assuming arms will arm, but maybe the arms won't even arm. Who knows? You got to acquire Luna to be able to correct the price. <laughs> so I'm not sure if people will even be able to acquire Luna. But um, but yeah, that won't happen until you know LPs have an opportunity to withdraw their assets. So stay tuned. And- gotcha. Um, last question, if I may. Any talk about refunds for symmetrical depositors? Um, when it comes to the treasury having you know funds to bail us out, the treasury is not there to, to to financially back the assets on the network, right? Like it doesn't matter if Terra fails or Bitcoin goes to zero. Like the the treasury or the network itself is not there to 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 be a financial backstop to the financial price movements of any particular asset or coin. So 
in my the treasury, in my opinion, this is my two cents, and I don't speak for the to the team per se or the, or the or the project per se, but my own personal opinion is the treasury should not be used for this purpose. Gotcha. Um, thank you. That, that's it for me. Thank you. Yep. All right, let's go to your spin zone. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Um, you guys have answered some of the questions about the IOP. I'm in the uh, the Luna pool. And my question, again, I think I caught the tail end of it was right now the price is not reflective. I mean, Luna is basically zero. So getting back to the 100 days, um, anybody that has gone in symmetrically, if they wait 100 days, they're basically going to get um, or should get 100% of their rune back, correct? Uh, it's a bit more complicated than that. Um, I mean, again, the ILP is not there to be the financial backstop of a failing asset. That's just not where it was. I mean, it's, it's a feature that this network does as an AMM that almost no other network in the world does. And it's not there to, to be, you know, <laughs> to like to ensure that the, the value of the asset we're talking about, whether it be Luna or, or Bitcoin, is that that's not its purpose. It's no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I don't, I don't care about Luna. I've taken that loss. I, I'm, I'm totally right. with you guys 100% on Luna and UST losses. So, you know, I symmetrically <clears throat> went in half Luna, half Rune, and based upon the ILP protection after 100 days, the liquidity provider shouldn't be any worse off than if you just held, just held that 50-50 position in Luna and Rune. I'd expect that to go to zero totally, um, but the Rune that I deposited shouldn't be arbing back into the Loon, um, Luna. I'm sorry. Um, that was the whole idea behind ILP protection is that you would be protected on not being any worse off if you, you held. So continuing to lose Rune um, because Luna went to zero and the Rune's going to get sold off uh, to Luna, you're going to be, you're going to be worse off than you held if, if the ILP protection wasn't there. That's why I'm sure the ILP protection was why, you know, almost all of us went into these liquidity uh, pools because we wouldn't be any worse off than if, if we just held the assets um, outside of the pool. So my question is, I know it's not, you know, maybe the mathematics of it might be, there might be a few rune off, but hypothetically, if a loon goes to zero, then you should still be left with the 50% uh, or the 100% position of rune that got sold half off. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let, let me just jump in real, real quick. And yeah. uh, I'll say that, uh, you know, Thorchain is completely neutral on any of the assets that it supports. So as long as Luna and US are supported, if they are supported after uh, 100 days in the pool, then anyone that's in the pool will qualify for full uh, impermanent loss protection as that as it's, as it's always been on Thorchain and uh, as as foreseeably in the future as we can as we can see, uh, always will be offered. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no plans to renege on uh, impermanent loss protection. So I, what, what Chad, I believe what Chad was saying before is that we don't even know if Terra as an asset would survive 100 days. Uh, but if if it's if it's there, uh, then IL, ILP is obviously fully fully offered. Right now, I believe that they're only 30 or 40 days old. So there there wouldn't be full protection on it at this very moment. But uh, if if the asset is continued to be supported into the future, then uh, it qualifies for the protection, the, the 1% per day uh, in permanent loss protection as, uh, you know, as previously described. And I'll, I'll pin an article to the top describing impermanent loss protection. 
just give, give me a minute and I'll do that for anyone that wants to read up on exactly uh, what, what that means and what's what's covered under impermanent loss protection. All right. So just to re-verify, you're basically saying that if the after you uh, give that couple of days to remove from the liquidity pool, um, what snapshot, what price is that going to be at loon-wise? I mean, Luna. It's going to be the price at whatever the current pool is relative to the assets that are in it. So as people start withdrawing, the price will start going down. Okay. So, um, yeah. I, I just I, I just wanted to add something. So so say that like if the chain still exists, that that's still a major if, right? In 100 days, so say you got into the, the, the Luna Rune pool uh, five days ago and you want to hold for 95 days because you want to maximize your impermanent, impermanent loss protection on the Rune side. Um, because five days ago, the price of Rune was way higher than it was now. And, you know, you're basically writing off of your, you know, your Luna. You're saying, okay, you know, that's that's gone. That's worthless. So the question as to whether the LPs will exist in 100 days is still up in the air. Because if the chain doesn't exist, we have to, like, like for whatever reason, if Terraform Labs, you know, is it completely, you know, disintegrated in the community and the validators fail to come to any kind of agreement on what they're doing, they may fork. Um, so then that would, you know, that, that, that brings up a whole nother, um, list of possible scenarios. Um, but just assuming that the chain is still running in 100 days, um, the pools are, will still be, um, they'll be open for trading. So Luna will be essentially worthless and you will be able to redeem the rune side of your initial, uh, LP for exactly what you put in, uh, subject to the impermanent loss protection. Um, that being said, if in five days from now, the chain stops producing blocks, and you know it's clear that Terra will not continue to exist. Then we will make we'll, we will take the decision to essentially Ragnarok the pools, um, and basically just send back all of the rune at the current you know at the current value to all the LPs. Um, so that is to say, we 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 aren't simply going to wait a hundred days if the protocol is dead, just so that everyone can get their ILP. I think that's what Chad was referring to, and like you know the, the the purpose of ILP is not to subsidize the failure of the asset once the L1 has failed. Um, that is an extreme. We, we need to take extreme measures to protect protect the network and allow the network to keep churning. Which means we have to essentially Ragnarok it and just completely write off the chain. That being said, we are going. Whatever happens with Terra, we are going to do our best to get Terra back online and get the trading up and running. That um, LPs can organically withdraw within the three day time period. Um, but again, there's going to be a lot of announcements and and you're going to get a lot more information um at in the lead up to that um so just to give you a, a perspective like we need to get all the terra daemons back online and synced um before we can even um before we can even like start to have a discussion about re reopening um the pools for lp or trading um so that's going to take at least a few days um to get uh, the next release sorted out and then to get that infrastructure pushed out um so like that is to say like like there is two sort of um, options here right now. It's like either we're waiting essentially up to, I would say two to three weeks um, to see where the dust settles with the Terra chain and to get um, the release put out so that we can get the chain back up and synchronized. So you'll have at least two weeks before we even, you know, announce the date on which um, Terra would be LP, um, LP actions, uh, sorry, symmetric LP withdrawals would be enabled. Um, so there's like there's plenty of time there. So basically, what we're trying to do right now is is buy time to see what is going to happen with Terra as an L1 chain. 
right? Gotcha. So we need to know what happens with the Terra as L1 chain before we can make any decision about what to do next. Whether we decide to Ragnarok it because the L1 chain is dead and just send everyone back their LPs, or we decide to let people organically withdraw LPs and then re-enable trading on Terra and continue to support Terra as an L1 chain, that that's cur that's currently what is being discussed. Um, so so it, it's really just a waiting game at this point. Um, but there is no circumstance under which anyone who symmetrically added to the uh, UST or Luna pool um, ends up with any less than what they are. Um, sorry, I usually have to choose your words wisely here because again, it's like you know, this is a lot. This is a lot of money for a lot of people, right? So you have to end. You they will end up with exactly the amount of rune that they are owed given the current impermanent loss protection plan that is in place. No changes will be made to that. Okay. But again, you're, you're not going to just be able to hold for a hundred days just because you want an extra, you know, uh, 70 days of ILP if we have to end up doing the Ragnarok. And so that's kind of the only distinction. I'm, I'm with you on that one. And if I could just, I guess, you know, uh, outside of the LP, I, I'm a pretty large bag holder of rune. So, I mean, it's luckily Unfortunately, um, I, you know, I don't I didn't take the losses that um, well, I guess it's all subjective. Right. You know, some people uh, depends on the kind of money you lost. But if I could just put forward something to think about um, as a proposal, uh, particularly for the LP providers, because, you know, I mean, that's we've we've gone ahead um, and put a little bit more risk into the network by LPing for the good of the community and and but, obviously but, to earn also the rewards. reward i mean come on like let's not right absolutely I, no, listen I, I, system. Ab absolutely absolutely and the ilp protection is which i can say that almost everybody probably went in knowing that they wouldn't be any worse off than had they held i didn't see anywhere in the ilp protection the ending of a chain now if it's there i then it, that's my bad um I, I just think because the chain was halted on four chain and I understand why um, this is, this is not a knock. None of us could get out. None of us could do anything. So to say that we just want to wait a hundred days to get back our room would be kind of an unfair characterization when we couldn't get out because on Thor chain due to security, whatever, we just weren't allowed to get out anything at any point. So my only proposal is to say, you know what it's, I think the last time I looked when, when, uh, when we talked about the treasury or the reserve, I'm sorry, the reserve talking about what the ILP protection would be or what the uh, liability would be. I think it was maybe somewhere around 0.09% of the reserve, 312,000 rune for the UST and loan holders. I just think that good faith would go a long way on the rune side. Nothing to do with Luna. We all took that risk. Nothing to do with UST. We all took that risk. But at the very least, to I walk away from this, yeah, I see what you're losing saying. Luna and losing Terra and then losing a portion of our rune because we can't wait out the ILP protection, I think it's a double whammy given the fact that the chain was down. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's, it's food for thought because it's going to give me pause to enter a liquidity pool again, as many others, if a situation like this could happen and the ILP protection doesn't cover it if the, the, they decide to fork or, or shut, down the, shut down the chain. It's just not fair. Yeah, no, your your point is definitely taken. Um, and I I see some folks from our data team and from flip flipside crypto on the call. So uh, how about this? We'll do the analysis, um, and we'll see what the the treasury liability would be. Um, and this is only in the event that we have to like fully Ragnarok, right? If if we don't have to fully Ragnarok, then you'll just be able to wait out, you know, your hundred days, and then and then pull it out. Um, you don't mind waiting out the hundred days, but I don't want to further lose rune to the arb. 
and then find out at day 90, it's not supported. And now I've got 500, 200 room left yeah. because it all got opted out. So I think the decision has to be made whether or not you're going to support the 100 days. I don't mind staying in. If I know at the 100 days, whether it stops or not, I'll at least get back my rune side of the equation. But I don't want to take the further risk. It's just, you know, I don't, I, I've already lost enough on Luna. Chad, what do you think? All right, well, first of all, the idea that we even have ILP is something that's very unique to this chain. Like any other AMM with the exit bank or doesn't even do this at all. Right. So the fact that it even exists goes to show that this protocol and this network goes above and beyond everything else in the fucking entire industry. That's the first thing. Second thing is ILP is not there to be the backstop for some asset, some random ERC-20, some random whatever it is to be the financial backstop for, for individuals. If you put yourself at exposure of two assets and an AMM and things go south, things go south. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I, I'm not, wait, I'm, Chad, I don't mean, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I fully am accepting my 100% loss in the, in the pool side of the Luna. I'm, I'm 100% accepting that. Just because you guys are separate, that's what makes ThorChain so great. What's, it, what, it's what made me be the first time liquidity provider for anything. I would have never done it if 100% of my investment didn't have that ILP. It's, it's, if I go into a store and they give me a guarantee on something, but no other store does it, but I go back and they want, and they, and they honor that guarantee. If you, if I see in the ILP protection, because I, I've read through the ILP protection and it said, you will not be any worse off than hold, holding the assets. So that's what I expected. Now, right. if you're telling me somewhere in that documentation, it says, if the chain ceases to exist, we only cover it up to that point that it ceases to exist. It's not in there anywhere. So that's hey, what I'm asking for. That's all. Spin, spin zone. No one's yep. saying otherwise to you right now. No one's saying otherwise. Okay. All we're saying is that if you can't get to the hundred days, then you won't get the hundred days of protection. And we can't get you to the, the hundred days because the chain falls. There's nothing we can do about that. What do you, we can't just um, write effectively blank checks for every chain that is added or every asset that is added. That's just not an economically. Yeah, but, but, you, but you're asking the liquidity providers, the very people that are there to support the network, you're asking them to, to potentially go up to the 99th day and then then get stopped and the ILP protection. I mean, I, if I, if I read if it, the the, if it goes to the 99th day, you get 99% protection. You don't need to get to hundred to get protection. You get protection oh. every day. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I stand corrected. Okay. Yeah. yeah Listen, it's, I'm, it's I'm, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm asking because of the calamity of events. More importantly, if I had a chance to withdraw from the liquidity pool, this thing wouldn't even be an issue at this point. And I think because of the, the just the drastic circumstances here, I'm asking you guys to look at look at the reserve and just protect the rune holders. That's all. Not, don't protect Luna. I, I get it. Don't protect Terra. That, that's a completely different asset. We took the risk on that. But at least let us out with what we put in on the liquidity side because, you know, that was that was the whole idea of, uh, you know, the liquidity protection. Whether it was 36 days or 100 days, this thing, you know, Luna is never going to be more than, than what it is now. It's it's being printed what, into oblivion. But what you're asking for, if I understand you correctly, is you're advocating for a change in the rules ILP, ILP in your advantage and at the disadvantage no. of every room holder. No, I'm not. I'm saying I'm, I'll stay in the pool for 100 days. I'll stay in there for 100 days. I'll stay in there for 200 days if that was the rule. On your documentation for ILP protection, it said after 100 days, you get – there was no – there was no language in there that said in the event the chain goes poof on 30th day, 
you'll so, only get 30% so, protected. So that is already in the fundamentals of the code itself. For example, if a pool becomes uh, shallow enough and doesn't have enough room to sustain the pool and it goes into standby mode, standby yep. does not get ILP, for example. Right? Okay. That just, yep. Because but, but providing ILP for standby, for example, is just... Uh, economically makes you know no sense. Also, also, I'll just I'll just say that ILP is it's a two way street, right? Like it's something that the protocol reserve pays out to LPs in order to provide continue providing the the utility of liquidity over long periods of time. It, it's basically to make liquidity on the platform more sticky, so that you don't have just a bunch of short term minded people who are you know putting in and then pulling out a few days later, you know, relevant to the market conditions. You want to keep that liquidity in there for a long time. So if, if the liquidity is in, sitting in the pool, but it's not serving any purpose because no one's trading it, then there's no real reason for the, the protocol to pay out ILP because it no longer needs this token on, this, on its network. Um, so I, 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 do, I, I do, I see both sides of the argument. And again, what I was volunteering is that we will do the analysis of what it would be to basically look at what would the liability to the treasury be if we were to give everyone 100 days in the event of a chain Ragnarok? Again, this is only in, in the event of the most extreme circumstance where we have to you know, completely um, um, fork the chain off ThorChain in the next 100 days. If, that, if, that, if that doesn't end up being the case, then, then this, this whole conversation is moot um, and you can just wait it out like everyone else will. So um, you know, Listen, I, I just want to say one thing. You guys are awesome. And I, I'm a, I only hold one other asset, which is Bitcoin. And I am a diehard believer in Rune, what you guys have built. I think you're way ahead of the time. And I just want to make sure whatever precedent gets set with this. Uh, again, this is a loss for me. It hurts. It's not the end of the world. Um, I just want to make sure that everybody going forward doesn't pull back from providing liquidity and being a part of this great community because they're afraid of a, you know, again, I don't mind the risk of an asset, but this was just, we couldn't withdraw. And it was, it was a couple of different events that created a problem. So, you know, I'm not asking, to, you know, you know, for anything more than I put in and I'm not asking for a bailout and I, and I get your side of it and I'm more than happy to, to wait a hundred days or, if it goes 90 and it gets Ropnet or whatever you call it, um, I'm not that technical. Um, I guess we can make the decision. I think, I think it was 312,000. I just think it would go a long way to everybody to say, you know, and I think it makes it a little bit more. Um, I think even on the, on the Thor chain side, um, nobody could have seen this coming, but I think going forward, we all got to take a lesson from this and say, you know, before we adopt the chain, we got to make sure that it's, it's really a solid L1 and it doesn't have this, this, death spiral counterparty risk, which was all over the internet that, that Do Kwan and everybody else said, fuck you, it'll never happen. You know, you're poor. And I think that's why a lot of people don't have a lot of sympathy for Do because of the way he treated uh, yeah. this, this chain terror was by far the most in-demand chain to be added to the network, which is why it was prioritized and why it was added, because the community wanted it. So it's not really, you know, I don't have an ability to predict whether or not a chain A or chain B is going to collapse or not. But what I do have is being responsible to the community and, and just doing what the community asks of this project. Yeah. So I got. I don't. Yeah. There's nobody that's. Error. There's nobody that's going to be able to do the the that research. We we've said in the past that adding chains is is purely up to the desires of the node operators in the community. So that that's basically just what we have to do. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, so, so here's so here's what I'm proposing. Right? I don't want this okay. to be contentious either, because I'm with you guys, and I want to. I don't. I don't want to drain the the reserve of the treasury. I don't want to. I don't want to weaken. I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. I got a bag outside of the pools. So, spin, spin. The only the only thing that you that that you are 
causing us to do. And this is not a bad thing. It's not contentious. It just means that we need to shore up all of the language in, in, in everything. We need, we need to go take a hard look at the rules. We need to take a look at, um, okay, if a chain can be added to ThorChain, maybe it doesn't get, get ILP until two years after it's been added to ThorChain. Right. We, we, this is our this is our opportunity to go and rewrite all of the rules. How about 100 days? How about just 100 days? The same amount as the IOP protection. You say, no, no, hey. no, 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 because because yeah. because Terra has been around for more than 100 days and it still is causing this issue. Right. So right. The, 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 the question just means to be let's go back and let's take a look at the risk protocol, the, the, the risk of the entire protocol, including ILP, including since including ThorFi and make a determination to, as to whether all assets are created equal on ThorChain. Right now, they are. But it's possible that we need to change that. So all I'm saying is that what is going to come out of all of this is going to be um, is going to be a lot of learning and, and possibly some changes to the protocol. With that being said, in, in, in retrospect, all of the events that transpired, we will, we will come out with a very fair um, um, treatment for people that may go above and beyond, or it might be exactly what we, what we, what we said all along. So it's, it j just hang tight and, um, and we'll, we'll be, we'll be letting you guys know shortly, um, you know, what to look at and, uh, thanks for the feedback and concerns. Thank you. I, sorry, there's a lot of other people that have questions. So I'd really like to ask, to let other people, um, ask their questions and please only ask questions. If you have questions about the, uh, Luna or UST, LPs. Uh, nothing else at this time. That's all we really want to get into. Can we, can we, can we end this on a good note? Can we end this on a good note? There's like 10 other people behind you, but sure. Keep, keep, up, the good, <laughs> keep up the good work, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. All right. Thank you, man. Hey, uh, Rec to your X. And anyone else that wants to talk, just, just stay patient on the request button and uh, we'll definitely get to everyone. Thanks. Yo, hey, guys. Um, just a quick question. Um, I deposited liquidity like asymmetrically, like USD and Luna. But like I think two days ago, before like Fortune halted the tearing, I asymmetrically asymmetrically withdrew again. But I think in door in Fortune the transaction was received, but the the transaction out on the Terra chain wasn't sent yet. And now because of discussing everything regarding um, that maybe those guys also get loon uh, rune, is there any possibility for me to still get rune, or is it or or do I? certainly get like Luna and UST because I already issued basically the LP withdrawal request. If it's already been processed and just waiting in the outbound queue, whatever the outbound queue at some point will probably just be cleared. So if you're receiving some Luna or right now or, or something of this nature, then it'll eventually just get to you once the uh, network statement will come back online again. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's what I actually thought, but thanks for confirming. Thanks. Hey, Mark, thanks for waiting. Hey guys, thanks. Um, yeah, I think my question was already asked, so I can actually jump off. It was about the, uh, um, you know, potential refunds based on when Rune halted the networks on Terra um, and the UST pools. You know, I know Rune is chain agnostic, and I fully understand that, and they can't do 100% research on every chain they add, and the community was pushing for it, like you guys said. But I also think there is some care, you know, that needs to be done in what they're adding, um, regardless of who's pushing what chain or the majority of the community wants this chain because of, you know, the, the trickle down effects on the whole Rue network it causes. So I just wanted to put that point out there that, yeah, you know, like you guys said, I fully understand that people were pushing to add those chains. People were bullish on it. You know, probably Rune team was bullish on it. It seemed like Rune, the team 
was bullish on UST as well as, you know, the, the second stablecoin being added. So I just wanted to add, I feel like there is a little care that could be taken uh, on that side of things due to the fact that, you know, there needs to be care on what is added to the Rune network. So just wanted to add that point. And officially, I wanted to, I mean, I, like I said, I already heard the answer, you know, maybe you guys said you could go above and beyond. But since I was stuck in that Rune UST pool, I uh, shorted um, UST at the top to uh, kind of hedge myself just to, until we could get some more further uh, clarity on that. So I was selfishly asking that as well um, to understand if I should close my short. But um seems like you guys answered that. But if there's anything you wanted to add based on those thoughts I just added, um, you know, that would be great. But like I said, it seems like you guys already did. So no, no need to take too much time on it. And again, thanks for everything you guys do. I love what you guys are building and um, keep we keep moving forward. Thanks. It might be a good opportunity to say something about the new about the uh, process to add new chains that where, you know, in, in the past, things have been done, uh, you know, more ad hoc. And now the, the processes are being formalized to uh, propose new chains and the and right now that it, it's already been being done the past couple of weeks with uh, the addition of uh, of Adam and Cosmos and, and Gaia so uh, that, that's being signaled by a vote by the node operators so uh, they, they, there's new processes being put in place uh, that were that are that have been already um, been working on being put in place the past few weeks so uh, you know that's something that we definitely hear thanks for those comments. And sorry, one last thing. And on the halting of the Terra chain, I know there was so much going on, but is there not also, you know, part of that is due to kind of the hardware that some of the Rune node operators or validators are using? So isn't there a little bit of, you know, something, you know, care from the Rune team to uh, to help? Because, you know, I know it's the only decentralized uh, cross-chain liquidity provider that's probably doing this, but um, yeah, just trying to see you know, if there was something that could be improved for the future, if there, because as you guys saw, the Bitcoin chain was halted as well and a lot was going on. But so just wondering if you guys are thinking about those types of things and because people want to be able to even provide swaps or pull BTC liquidity if they need to in a, in a high volatility environment. So just wondering, you know, I just want to be, feel safe being able to use Thor chain if I need to get out of a position in the future or do a swap when there's high volatility. Um, I can speak to that. Um, so yeah, definitely there's some learnings around um, just like performance in general. So um, there's some, there's some, you know, code changes that could potentially be made to Bifrost, which is the component that observes all of the uh, external chains. Um, there could be some performance improvements to that. Um, there could be some improvements to the actual node infrastructure and the node, um, the node, like the, like the way that the clusters run in the cloud. Um, but again, like, the clusters that all everyone runs are basically just like what we recommend. Um, but there's always going to be people who run bare metal nodes. There's going to be people who want to run on new cloud providers. Um, and ultimately, at the end of the day, like node operators are the ones that are responsible for, the, for running and operating this network. We need to be seeing more engagement from node operators um pulling down you know statistics and and essentially doing analysis and doing forensics when things like this happen um so I, you know i i didn't really hear much from anyone in terms of like trying to diagnose the actual issues with the terra chain sync um, we had one or two node operators um some all-stars who are like yeah, all, you know, who volunteered to, you know, scale up their clusters with beefier instances. Um, but those are sort of like more the exception um, than the rule. So 
we're still dealing with um like node operators who just kind of like run what's what they're told to um and so that makes it really difficult for us especially because we're almost kind of like like making an estimate right like we like we we know how you know things tend to perform on gcp but i i couldn't tell you the first thing about how thorchain performs on digital ocean or on azure um and so you know what this is going to require us is is the collective um group of node operators on thorchain to um to get more involved um to to provide more feedback um but also they need to be really really serious when they thinking when they're thinking about adding a new chain um you know for example um there's just there's just some like like the the terra validators had to run on the largest possible instance that you can get on on AWS, it's like seven dollars an hour or something. So um, that is to say, like not every chain will be as cheap to run, um, and and basically like that that's something that needs to be taken into account. So I, I don't know how we as a, as a as the core team can uh, try to quantify that better. Um, you know what those expenses, what those costs will be, but um, yeah, there's always going to be the possibility that like some type of volatility creates a spike in some in some blockchain that creates a, a performance you know um, um, situation that we could have never um, anticipated and unfortunately that's just outside of our control like we can't be in here um, trying to to diagnose all the all the issues for every single chain um, you know thorchain if it's something that provides 99.9 percent reliability for doing cross-chain swaps then, then to be honest that's good enough for me um, and, and, you know, we, we just cannot guarantee that, that something will be, um, functional hundred percent of the time. So that's, uh, that, that's my answer on that. Yes, there will be changes, but there is always still going to be things that are outside of our control. All right. Thank you, Mark. Um, we have Aya up here. Hello. Hey, all it's Addy here. Uh, our team is working on the Zcash integration for our chain. So I just want to share a couple of uh, thoughts about this things happening. I think, um, I think it's great that we can discuss all these matters in a decentralized way hey, versus being hey, a Addy. text exchange. Sorry, Addy. Right now, we're only focusing on like questions around LPing on the other loom of the USD pool. And so, if it's really in that, go go ahead. But it sounded like there was not direction. But oh yeah, sure. So I'll get time. to my question ASAP right now. So basically, my question is: Have you ever run into the scenario of delisting a chain? In that case, how will that work with all the operators uh, managing it? Sorry, what was the question again? Say if we have to come to a scenario to delist a chain, how would that unfold? Yeah, so that's what we call a Ragnarok, which we've done once before in single chain case, that one, when single chain case that was uh, being decommissioned. And so basically what happens is the network iterates through all the LPs and then just does a refund or does a automated withdrawal. And so in this particular case of Terra, it's a little bit different because you know in the hypothetical situation where Terra just stops producing blocks, then a regular Ragnarok wouldn't be feasible because there's no you know, you can't actually send anything. So that would be a little bit of a different scenario, but hypothetically, um, uh, you could just write off the chain. Now the code itself is not actually quite ready to do that for a particular chain. Um, the engineering effort just didn't seem worthwhile considering other things that were on, you know, on the docket. Uh, we didn't expect something like this to happen uh, for any of the chains we were supporting at the time. So it might, might require some engineering effort to get to get that there. So, but in any case, basically the network would just iterate through all LPs and then withdraw for them. Sure. Okay, thanks. All right, thanks. We have Travis. Hi, guys. Um, I know you guys want to, I mean, times like this, people tend to uh, get so focused and work. It's almost like a neutron star. <laughs> and it, it, would it be okay to kind of step back a little bit and slow down and 
would I be able to share some ex- uh, my past experiences and relate that to Rune and Luna? Would that be okay? Uh, please keep it brief. Okay. Uh, in 27, during a uh, flash crash uh, on Coinbase and uh, Kraken, uh, and back back then the only game was Ether, I had suffered essentially around about $100 million worth of loss. And that is something that I want to bring into perspective for people that are losing everything today or in the last couple of days. And uh, I think we need to be careful in terms of uh, being compassionate and, and having empathy for people that have foolishly, like I did five years ago, uh, put every uh, everything in one basket, right? So that's a mistake, obviously. You need to diversify your investment. But people that have made those mistakes and people that are suicidal, people that are feeling depressed, um, a lot of the people on the blockchain space have come out, leaders, founders, and basically told people to hold on that USD is going to peg. That kind of comment shouldn't be made because you don't know what the technology is going to do, what the people behaviors are. And so a lot of uh, newbies uh, listened to these people and held on. In my case, I had uh, uh, I have Rune, Rune uh, I have Luna, I, but I have the learning from the mistake of, of five years ago. I have diversified, and I have twenty. I, I have uh, I support twenty communities in blockchain space. And so when one ship goes down, you're not ruined. And so with the Rune and Luna specifically, I sat there watching Luna go all the way to zero, and I was completely okay with that because I decided to invest in what I believe in, and I believed in what Luna was doing. I didn't really care for what Do Kwan was doing with him being a little cocky, but I believed in the core technology. And, and the, the, the implosion of it wasn't really, it, it was really the you know, in, inadequacy of design. And so we have a huge amount of data, like Hedron Colliders, like to learn from. This is a gift for, for technologists and developers. Uh, but there are the part of the people, community, that are suffering greatly. And so like, we need to be empathetic to them. Um, but talking specifically about Rune, uh, the, the kind of products that you guys are launching, it, brings, it reminds me of like, what Kraken and Coinbase did back then. And in Coinbase's case, they returned uh, the fund right back to the customers. And they canceled their margin trading account completely. And they, I, I don't know if they re- released it again in five years. And so what Rune is doing specifically on your platform, when I go to the, uh, for example, um, Thorswap, and then you see all these uh, danger marks, like um, exclamation points, uh, marks that says, oh, we can't trade this, you can't trade this, you can't trade this. It's like the same kind of behavior that the central exchanges do. And I was quite disappointed by that. And, but I understand that technology is very majoristic. And from this um, failures, this industry-wide, we need to learn. And, and we know that the governance uh, is not um, adequate enough to act quickly in crises like this. And so it is up to the technologists to develop and implement it on a protocol level for the system itself to have a circuit breaker. I mean, we have this in stock markets. And, and, and people from the old days have used it because it was necessary and it's still around. And so we need to start thinking about this and implementing these one step at a time. And I'll, I'll end there. Yeah, sure. I agree with you, Travis. You know, you're going back those times. You know, it takes me back to uh, Mount Gox, you know, going back to those times. And um, we didn't have groups like this. You know, when we hit the loss, <laughs> you on your own, man. And, uh, the, you know, like today, you've got all these groups. You can all crown each other's shoulder. You just, those days was just like, am I going to be a winner or am I going to be a loser? And you stand up, 
I won't tell you what, what how many times you get hit down, you know. Losing, you guys want to lose 90% today. What about losing 100% like over and over again? But you stand up and you say to yourself, this is my second chance, my third chance, and I'm going to go this time and you're going to win. And, you know, you stand up. But look, this is about questions. My question, why do you peg it against the dollar? Why take on the dollar? That's my question. UST. It's like, they're not going to sit down. Hey, let's please keep all and... these questions regarding the Luna and the Luna LP specifically on ThorChain. We're not here to discuss anything about Terra chain uh, specifically. We just want to discuss uh, with the community and especially the people who are affected in the Terra and Luna LPs who are patiently waiting in the audience that have questions about their own positions. Uh, we'd like for them to have the opportunity to get their questions answered about what's going on with their position. So if you don't have a specific question about about your Luna or UST LP, then please refrain from coming up on stage. Thank you. Sam, Hi, you guys. Hi. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for putting this on. Really appreciate it. Um, I'll try and keep it to the point. Um, I popped on both Rune and UST symmetrically into the pool, probably about 25 days ago now, I reckon. So I know I'm fully aware about the 100-day ILP stuff. Um, but you guys also mentioned that potentially in a few days or a week, we could withdraw right away. Um, so I'm just going by that. Would it be kind of like a run for the door the minute you open the pool and then I'd see I'd see the you know the price of rune go down and therefore I'd, I'd, I'd end up with even less rune? I was just wondering if you could explain that. Um, because like you were saying, you can either wait potentially for 100 days or you could get out straight away. Um, I'm just trying to weigh up my options, basically. I want to yeah. obviously end up with the most amount of rune as possible. Cheers. But let, let's go over the, the process again, because I think a lot of people that probably weren't in at the very beginning when we started talking about the most the most likely process for what's going to happen with uh, the Luna and UST LPs. So let, let's just go through that process again and just... Uh, make that clear for everybody what will happen uh, once the chain com comes back online. Okay. Yeah, so, cool. yeah, so, the, so the first thing that, that's going to happen is the version 1.89 release, and that, rele that will be released in uh, you know, the next day or two, and then it will take 100% of the node. So every single node, uh, every single DoorChain validator node will need to adopt the changes for version 1.89. And uh, this change allows a new Mimir command, which allows symmetric LP withdrawals only. So uh, to, your, to your point, people will be able to uh, withdraw once nodes vote on this Mimir command to allow symmetric withdrawals only, uh, meaning that LPs will be able to withdraw their positions, but only symmetrically. Uh, because if you allowed people to asymmetrically withdraw their positions, uh, everyone would just withdraw rune and then wreck the other LP. So this is the uh kind of the, the orderly exit towards the towards the door uh so to speak and so, then after after a couple of days uh trading will be re-enabled sorry Blue. yeah you go. yes so so basically because trading will not be enabled and because asymmetric withdrawing or depositing will not be enabled there's no way to change the relative ratio of um of the different assets they will be it will be 50 50 uh, of assets at the current price that luna is in the pool so you'll basically, if, you, if everyone goes to Thor Yield right now and looks at what their redeemable amount is on their LP, that's how much Luna, which is essentially going to be worthless, um, you will get, and that's how much Rune you will get. 
Um, so again, it's 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 fifty fifty based on what it is right now. So there there is there will not be a sort of um, almost run for the exit, meaning you will not get less rune if the person before you withdraws first. If everyone withdraws everything, then the amount of asset and the amount of rune in the pool will be zero to zero, just like it, as if half the people were to withdraw, it would be. 50, it would still be 50-50, right? So there's, there, yes. There, okay. Symmetric yeah. withdrawal means that you you will end up with exactly as much um, redeemable rune as you have at this exact moment in time. Not not as much as you put in unless you qualify for an ILP protection. Okay, yeah, cheers for that. Not understood. Um, I was referencing with um, interest the, the USD pool more than the Luna pool. Obviously... UST, the price of that at the moment, I don't even know what it is. Um, I tried to get on Thor Yield to have a look to see what, what it would be, but it, it keeps on crashing or, or it's not loading properly. Um, so the price of UST last time I checked was like 40 cents to the dollar or something. Um, if, that, if it was 40 cents to the dollar when it all went down, is that the price that it would be still in the pool? And therefore, when we go to withdraw, would it be 40 cents to the dollar and therefore... I'd have a corresponding amount of rune rather than it even more getting sold off to compensate. All right. So say, so say, say you put in a thousand rune, um, that would get split to, um, okay. So say you put in a thousand rune at 10, at $10, that would get split. So you'd basically be, um, um, selling, um, $5,000 worth of rune and buying 5,000 UST. Um, so you would be able to pull out five, um, $5,000 $5,000 worth of rune at the current rune to UST price, which is 40 cents on the dollar. And um, how does that work? Does, does anyone know? Does anyone know? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to work out if it's worth worth me trying to long it out for potential, you know, trying to get more rune with the IL loss or, you know, straight away go for it, take it out. Yeah, my runes, probably quite a bit of my runes and sold off to try and bring up the, the, the dollar side, the USD side. Um, but yeah, you know, if it's around 40 cents, I might just take it out. Um, I'm just trying to, I can't quite figure it out at the moment. That's all. Okay. So just one thing to be aware of is like, we don't know what's going to happen with the terror chain in the near future. Um, Doquan just released a forum post while we're on this call saying, talking about forking Terra and all this concept, which changes a lot of the kind of tagless of this. And so, um, it's hard. It's hard to give anyone a recommendation in terms of what they should do. Everybody should make a decision for themselves. I will just say, for my own purpose, if I was an LP in the, the Luna or the USC pool, that I would just withdraw when I and when I have an opportunity in the, in the next, you know, couple of days or whatever hell the number is. That's the choice that I would make for myself. In terms of determining what you would pull out, it depends upon, you know, how much you put in the ratio between the asset and room that you put in when you first enter your position. How much that has shifted since then? How many days you've been in? Which would give you some ILP? Like, there's a lot of kind of calculus to it, and there's lots of things that are specific to you as an individual of how you've LP. So it's kind of hard to give you kind of like generic advice for everybody. And I just would encourage everybody to do their own kind of you know analysis and do your own research and kind of decide for yourself. But just be aware that like there's a good chance that we may not even get to 100 days, right? And so you may not get be able to get your 100 day waiting period because. If you're not in a pool that's generating returns, that's generating swaps and generating you know income, then ILP applied to something like that because that's ILPs is there to support trades, and there's no trades support that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cheers, cheers for that, Chad. Appreciate it. Um, just on very quickly before I let someone else um have a go, I popped in fifty fifty with regards to my rune and my UST 
Um, so, you know, I wanted to try and get as much of that 50% of the room back as I can. Um, I don't know if that makes it easier to answer maybe my specific point, but I know quite a lot of people have gone in 50-50 from symmetrically, um, especially in my kind of friend group. So just something to pass back to them, maybe, guys. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Night the round table. Hey, guys. Uh, I, I wanted to ask one thing on the uh, asymmetrical, uh, if that's okay. Um, if I if I got it right, you basically said that um, if uh, trading reopens, there is a risk of ARB, and then withdrawing from the LP after that point uh, might result in significant uh, decrease of value. So I wanted to ask you, is there any certainty that you can give us that uh, you will not open up the trade until when there's a solution for asymmetrical uh, LP providers as well? Hello? Yeah. Um, can you... hey, no, just wait on one second. Yeah, sorry. Uh, somebody do that. Um, I just have okay. a few points. Oh, so, no, no. Sorry, example, let, let's, I... let's answer that question first. We'll get to you right after. Yeah, no, just hold on one second. Sorry. Yeah, so uh, intention at this point is to give LPs an opportunity to, to withdraw before arbitrage can take place. Pluto, you want to like your uh, your thing for me? I'll meet him. Okay. Um, the intention is to give LPs an opportunity to, to withdraw before arbitrage can take place onto that onto that the Luna USC the Luna pool and the USC pool. Uh, we have a window to do so. I don't know if it's one day or two days or three days. That hasn't really been quite determined yet, but just keep on the lookout for that. Um, just be aware of that. Um, after that period, then trading will probably be open, depending upon any of this stuff is, like, can be changed because this is obviously a dynamic situation. Things are changing every day. So, so don't quote me as in like the gospel here. This is how we are, are thinking to move forward at this point in time. But any of these changes that we're talking about, any of these attempts we're talking about, requires the coordination of the entire, entire community to do it. So at some point, there'll probably be a vote, a vote from the community from the node operators to vote on this idea of, of forcing symmetric withdrawals so that people can, LPs can kind of recover as much room as they can. Um, and but that requires the community to agree that such an, you know, a statement. So I can't guarantee you anything. I know you were asking for a guarantee, but that's something I just, I just am not able to do so because I can't control it. Neither can anybody for that matter. So uh, we'll do the best we can. To, to, but, yeah. but you could control that the moment you reopen the, the trades, right? That, that's, that will be within your control. So, so what is within the control? The, 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 time, uh, the time when uh, you reopen up the ability to trade, which, which is the problem, right? That, that will dilute value of people who have not withdrawn. So yes, that is, that's, and that's, you, that's, you might be able to hold off until there's a solution for the asymmetrical as well. That, that's, that was my question, really. But as soon as you can withdraw as an LP, you can withdraw symmetric or asymmetrically, depending upon how you enter. So the current state, the current thinking, which again, this can start to change, is that if you came in symmetrically, you're going to leave symmetrically. If you came in asymmetrically, you're going to leave asymmetrically. So that's the current state. And that's my problem because uh, uh, obviously, if I withdraw asymmetrically today, I would get a, a bunch of useless UST, right, uh, or Luna. So it does, doesn't really Correct. doesn't really help me. So my Correct. my solution is really what you mentioned before, which is uh, uh, trans you know also for asymmetrical UST and Luna depositors send back rune to the address that you would compute using the key, the private key, which is shared. So this right. is very important for everybody like me who has an asymmetrical deposit, and we are many people. So my ask would really be, guys, please don't open up the trade until when there is a solution for us, because uh, otherwise we're kind of screwed, and that, that wouldn't be fair. Okay, but, but the people on the other side who provided just rune might, might be a little upset with that idea. 
right? No, not really, because uh, it, the rule for everyone is uh, you get shared, you get split 50-50 when you deposit whatever you deposit, People, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, I mean, 50-50 is what, what the system has always been designed to, to give back uh, to depositors. So I don't think the other guys would be upset who did asymmetrical rule only. I mean, shouldn't shouldn't be. No, uh, if you sorry, Chai, can you just clarify one thing? If you uh, asymmetrically add, can you symmetrically withdraw? Uh, in the current situation, no, because if you asymmetrically add, you only added one address to for the network to know about. Like you added just Luna, the network is only aware of your terror address and has no idea what your root address is, and therefore has no mechanism to to, to withdraw. My yeah. kind of idea that I was floating earlier is that. Um, because it's a BEC32 address, and I, did, I have to double check this to make sure this is true, but I think it's true, uh, that there's a way that you can computationally uh, figure out what somebody with the same private key would generate on yeah, a yeah, BEC32 yeah, yeah. address. Yeah, I, I follow you on that one. So I think what these guys are asking is anybody who asymmetrically deposited wants the, uh, wants the opportunity to symmetrically withdraw along with all the other symmetric withdrawals. That's right. That's exactly that, right. Th- that, that sounds fair to me. As long as they're not trying to asymmetrically withdraw to extract value to essentially arb the pool, then they should be able to do that. So we, need, we will go on. We will, we, will, we will investigate whether that is possible. It, like we, we might have to mutate the LP records with the BETCH32 encoded private key, blah, 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 everything that we're, we've been discussing. But it's, it, it is, we will at least investigate whether that is a possibility. And we will let people know what, what that will be. So, yes, that is. And, that, that's, that, and, and that was my, my original ask, guys, is please, uh, while you're investigating, don't open up the trade because that would basically, you know, uh, kind of kill us, right? Because the ARBs would happen and, and then we are, we're gone. So that was my ask. One last uh, thing to, for you to consider, uh, if for some reason the key is not usable, the private key is not shareable, there could be another way to allow asymmetrical depositors to withdraw symmetrically. This would be to allow uh, an additional deposit into the liquidity pool, symmetric. So whoever had deposited asymmetrically with one Terra address and now in today deposits uh, symmetrically with the same Terra address, that will give you the rune address where you can then um, give back the runes. So that's also, another route if it's easier for you. There's two uh, problems with that approach. One is if you allow people to asymmetrically add that gives them the ability to arbitrage the pool. And that's the whole okay. point we're just trying to do. But not only that, though, if you were to do that on, in any pool, it actually would create two different LP records, one with just your terror address and another one with your room and terror address. Um, and that's just how, how it's designed. Okay, then, then, then if it doesn't help, never mind. But please... Like, uh, yeah. But yes, this idea has already been floated with the team. I, I'm just hesitant to commit to it in a public forum and say that's what we're going to do without actually getting, uh, you know, having a proper conversation internally within the team first. So I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to state what, what the current agreement is. More conversation is taking place, which is why I kind of said, you know, things can, are subject to change. So um, stay tuned, you know, welcome to be vocal, you know, all these kind of things. But there's going to be an ongoing conversation internally. Uh, about what you're advocating for and what I even myself suggested for in beginning this conversation. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Kerbal. Hi there. Can hey, I... Yeah, can you put the mic a little closer? Sorry, it's hard to hear. Yep. Um, can you hear me now better? Slightly. Go ahead. Um, just first of all, again, just to reiterate everybody's mental health, I think that's more important than any money. Please do not do anything permanent for something that could be temporary, okay? Um, the next thing... Um, you know, when Binance goes down in volatility, they don't come back and say, oh, yeah, guys, you lost money because you couldn't withdraw. And therefore, I'm going to 
I'm, I'm going to give you the money back. It just doesn't happen. I'm afraid everybody who puts a money inside a KEX or inside an LP will have to take the responsibility that there is going to be downtime. I've done multiple chains, and there's been downtime where I couldn't take anything out. Price falls in front of you, you're stuck inside. I just did it recently with SIF chain. At the same time, SIF chain, I had an LP position with Luna, and SIF chain had a seven-day lock. And all right, I was at day five. So I'm afraid... Yes, in one case, it's, it's a good thing to try and get people out of this mess, but please do not do anything at the expense of ruin. Like, this is going to be a nightmare because you see, took Luna down, and don't let Luna take another thing which would be ruin. And there is a very high risk here that, that Luna does, you know, the fire of Luna burns all LPs, and I really don't want to see that happen. Um, the, the, Do Kwan made a strategic error there by minting. He knows that, and everybody who voted yes knows that minting more of a token will spiral out of control. I mean, it's an absolute joke to go from millions of tokens to trillions at the moment. And it happened within seconds. He should have just halted the entire network, completely halt Luna, completely halt, halt selling or interacting with that network, and then out and say, for two, three days, we need to figure out what the hell we're doing. So please, 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 I'm asking the rune devs do not do something that will destroy rune because we are at serious risk here thank you very much that's all i wanted to say all right thank you uh thor maxim hello hello um a couple of uh quick points here um i'm wondering if there's a way to code in something into the interface though that uh or into the code wherever it goes um so that, that there's a process to shutting down a chain that would allow for auto refunding before the chain gets halted or an option to say Hey, as you know, when you LP, you check a box that says, yes, I want to be auto refunded if possible before the uh, chain gets halted. I don't know how much time it would take if it's, you know, technically possible, but it seems like something to look at as some sort of, a, you know, save you before you get, uh, before your funds get held hostage in order to limit that risk of being an LP. Yeah, well, typically when, you know, in terror situation, uh, you know, nobody knew this was going to happen. It just kind of happened all of a sudden in a very quick, in a quick time period and an actual the process to Ragnarok is actually you know a multi-day process like it requires so many threshold signings and, and like it just it's very computationally expensive to do you know tens of thousands of transactions on you know or hundreds of thousands of transactions potentially on you know a chain blah 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 depending upon circumstances so like it would be difficult to to, to I like I like conceptually I like the the idea about applying it but I'm not sure I'm not sure how to actually implement something like that. Gotcha. Um, another question um or maybe, I don't know if this is a comment, but as far as the issue of you know, 100 days ILP guarantee, um, I commend Thorchain for, in the past, having really taken care of its community members in a way that is clearly above and beyond. And I think we've reaped the benefits of that. And so I guess I just want to point out that um, it might be worth it, it might be advantageous to the price of Rune and to the project overall if it, you know, if it's not the sort of thing that, you know, devastates the treasury and somehow harms the protocol, it's like, it might actually be advantageous because it's so rare for, you know, projects to really take care of their people more than they have to, that, you know, maybe, you know, down the road, it would increase the price of ruin and everybody's ruin is worth more because we paid a little bit more than we technically had to at this point. So when someone's doing the evaluation on what the ILP will really cost, maybe it's worth considering that like if we do this we're gonna we're gonna buy a whole lot of community goodwill it's gonna be more likely for people to lp in the future there's gonna be less comments on twitter about how thorchain will lock you out of your funds or get hacked or whatever yeah so if if we waited the whole under if just speaking of hypotheticals here 
we waited a full 100 days for ILP, blah, 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 how much ILP would be at risk for the Luna USD pool. Uh, thanks to the work that Orion has been uh, kind of correcting the numbers on from Nine Realms team, uh, it's approximately 386,000 room that would, that would be at, you know, at cost. And so what, the, what does that mean? Uh, you know, for the LPs, you know, it's good news for them. They get, they get the room, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for room holders, the quantity of room that's in circulation just increased 386,000 room. So that's like that's the pro and that's the con, and, and people can feel how they want to feel about it, which one's right, which one's wrong, or whatever. But just so people understand what the risk is, what the what, you know what what the, the pros and cons are, so the community actually understands, so we all can make informed decisions about what we would advocate for within this community within this product. One thing that I've been thinking about a little bit that maybe I can just uh, say here real real quick. Um, the liability for impermanent loss protection to the reserve is a, a small fraction of the reserve, and Thorchain uh, obviously does not intend to renege on any promises for uh, ILP. But um, the reallocation of funds from the, the reserve to ILP, uh, it, it's, not, it's not like this is new rune being printed out of nowhere. It is new rune coming into circulation that was previously in the reserve. But uh, rune that's in the reserve is already basically marked for uh, rewards, like block rewards. It's, it's real, essentially how I'm thinking about it is it's a reallocation of funds from future block rewards to current protection for LPs. And the, the current uh, liability to that, to the reserve is 386,000 runes. So that, I mean, that's that's the way that I'm thinking about it. Uh, where it's, it's, not, it's not just like this 386,000 is just being printed out of nowhere and it creates a huge liability. This is just, uh, you know, funds that would be block rewards in the future that are that would be allocated towards ILP today and doesn't pose significant threat to the reserve. Right. The actual the actual amount of rune that's being secreted in each block uh, as block rewards will increase because of this, right? Well, how much, I don't actually know the numbers off the top of my head, but that's just like a, a natural thing that happens from the mathematics of how this whole network uh, function works. It's almost like uh, it's almost like the treasury printing money in order to continue to pay the debts of the social security system. Every everyone in history and in most in most monetary policy, it's always uh, the uh, to to sacrifice the future for the for the present. Um, that's that's how we ended up with the Federal Reserve ending you know, having having as much power as it does. And so the question that we want to ask ourselves philosophically is: Do we want to be bailing out people in the present? In order to, uh, uh, to to keep things running smoothly now, and to keep people happy, and to to sacrifice some of the future down the line. Just to be clear, because I'm not sure people don't uh, confuse what Fluid just said. The Treasury does not have an ability to print, you know, rune or any of these things. Just to be very clear about that. <laughs> just to yeah, it, it's rune that, that would otherwise be income to nodes and LPs in the future that would be then used as a protection to the LPs in the instance. Gotcha. Anything else there, Maxine? Um, that seems pretty clear. One other thought, just, you know, obviously from a non-technical person's point of view, um, on the issue of uh, nodes keeping up and staying in sync, it occurs to me that, uh, maybe this already exists, but I'm wondering if there's a way that the node software could be tweaked in a way that, you know, gives a little bit of bonus reward to the people that are running bigger, better, faster hardware and gives a little bit of reduction to the people that are running slower barely adequate setups in order to uh you know incentivize people to run the the best hardware possible uh, that's largely already true today so is it um, great uh, yeah and, and so, so we can't just say oh this one's running on a core i8 and this one's running with 
300 gigabytes blah, blah, blah whatever because obviously the network has no idea what the actual the network cannot provably graphically prove like what kind of infrastructure people are actually running on the only thing we can actually act upon is like behavior like if you're not making observations because your box is slower than everybody else's then you know you're going to get you're going to slash for that but if there's like a kind of a consensus that like none of the nodes are able to keep up on this particular chain then the network assumes that there's nothing wrong with a particular chain if, if there's a consensus that they're that they're not all not be, be able to keep up so it doesn't like punish everybody when the majority can't do it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. gotcha yeah um one other question thought at one point in the beginning somebody mentioned one to three days to asymmetrically withdraw and i thought well if there's somebody that's like you know on spring break with their family and they left their ledger at home they're going to get locked out of that so just throwing that out there as like if there's some sort of timeline let's make it as generous as we can without obviously causing too much harm yeah, specific timeline hasn't been determined quite at this time i i kind of threw out a random number between one and three days that's kind of what makes logical sense to me but if the community feels that it's a little bit too too short and they want to do to you know four days or a week or you know whatever we can have that conversation yeah thanks to everyone i'll uh, end it there thanks man uh let's go to mac yeah hi thanks for uh letting me on here um the two questions i have are very basic so i apologize for it um i'm just quite new to this but i did uh put in some money into thorn chain and so my main question is this um i went in with 100 uh, percent luna into the lp that got broken up so when i pull out that lp uh will it be broken up into rune and luna as well uh, I just wanted to confirm that. And just one final question, so that way I don't ask a question again because they're, they're quite basic. Um, so I invested close to uh, 5,500. My LP value shows 1,500 right now, and I have about 21 days of uh, protection, so which is roughly 21%. With that 21%, how does that apply to my 1,500 value of the LP? And again, my apologies for the basic question, but I'm just trying to keep up and learn here at the same time. Sorry, well, so the... I- Dollar value is factoring in the the price volatility of of the assets. So what you really want to look at, like if you're looking on Thor Yield, is like the withdrawable quantity of assets, right? Like so, how much how much Rune and how much Luna? Because if you're looking at the dollar, you know that's factoring in that Rune has gone down as well over that time period, right? So um, yeah, as far as that question, uh, yeah, I would just look at the withdrawable Rune, and that's what you would, should be. But then. Uh, maybe Chatter Pluto can explain it more clearly, but yeah, there was this discussion of having to derive your a rune address for you since Thorchain doesn't currently have that. Does that answer your question? Or uh, sorry, do you need more clarification? If you if you have more questions on that one, I would just say just go to the LPU Discord, LP University. Yep. I, I also, if you have more questions on ILP protection, I pinned a tweet on the top. Uh, it's just 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 swipe right on the top of this face and you'll see the ilp protection that's published by lp university and it's very in-depth and very clear when it comes to the description of exactly what ilp covers okay no that was it thank you i appreciate it awesome uh let's go to juggernaut hey what's up man yes hi everyone um a very short question i entered um i entered uh 50 50 uh with a usd symmetrical okay uh, I think the future borrowing options with Torpy is based on pools, correct? I mean, the borrowing possibility is based is based is based on the on the pools value. No. What do you mean by the borrowing capability? There's no lending capability in the network today. But, uh, the the incoming Torpy, which uh, allow allow to borrow 
uh, some hey, um, uh, some things. There, we're not we're not covering um, the Thor, the topic of Thorfi right now. That'll that'll be a separate um, discussion where we can have people come on and ask questions about the economic design of that. Um, there's a lot that's going to shake out from the learnings of this last week, but um, we're not quite ready to discuss Thorfi yet. We're just we're just focused on trying to make sure everyone who is affected by this is um, is is able is able to move forward. Um, so we'll we'll just take questions on that at a at a later date. It's a good it's a good question. Thank you. My my question was just what if uh, Terra's chain is uh, is halted? With, with yeah, Juggernaut. Let's discuss that on another space when we talk about Thorfi. Just um, you know, just keep the conversation all relevant to for LPs who are wondering about their affected positions. And, we'll, and I, that's that's a very good question and something that people would definitely want to know for when we talk about Thorfi in the future. Thank okay, no, no problem. Yeah, thanks for your question, man. Uh, Good luck, guys. Thank you. Let's go to J-Rect. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for hosting this space. Um, so my question was concerning my LP, LP. with uh, Rune and Luna. Um, so I tried to enter for... Uh... Hello, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, so I thought um, I disconnected. So I tried to enter before... Uh, this whole fiasco happened and um it currently says that my rune is pending that i provided, it um and it never accepted the luna side um and right now it says um pending deposit transaction must be completed by adding um luna symmetrically so yeah i'm just I think... wondering what i'm doing what i'm to do in that situation what you can do is once the um, withdrawals are are open and available for you to do, which will be hopefully the next couple of days or so, um, just do a withdrawal. Don't add the Luna side or or whatever. Just just do a withdrawal, like one hundred percent withdrawal, and you'll get your, your room back. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Jay Rick. Uh, Rune Wolf. Hi guys. Can you hear me? I can hear the seagulls, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm. I, uh... I'll try to be brief. I'm looking at my Thor yield, and I'm just going to check if I'm understanding this correctly. Sorry about the noise. Um, so, when I'm looking at the uh, impermanent uh, protection uh, that I have, for example, in my case, it's 20%. Um, so then, what I'm not, what's not covered, the other 75%, is actually going to lose when, I'm, when I withdraw, right? Um... You, yeah, you only get 27% ILP coverage. So if you lost, let's just say, you know, you know, uh, 10 rune, hypothetically, from, from IL, then you would, you would get it back approximately three. Exactly. So that's, I think, a good uh, thing for everyone who's unsure about how much they're actually going to get back when they're withdrawing, uh, when that's open. Uh, just look on the, the Tor Yield app and the... In my case, I was really surprised that the, the loss is not that big, actually. I added symmetrically, uh, withdraw symmetrically, and of course, uh, there's, a, there's a loss there. But And it's a, a quarter of that is, is protected, and the rest, okay, bad luck. But uh, it's it's not actually that bad. That was my, my point. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for wonder. Let's go to uh, Tim. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. Uh, two questions. One. Uh, want to definitely follow up on the question previously that might have been mistaken for the Thorfi. What does happen if the Terra chain is halted and uh, some of these operations can't be carried out to to salvage the LP positions? Uh, 
if the tear chain is, is like halted in the sense that it doesn't produce any more blocks or anything like this, then effectively the Luna and the USC is, you know, um, motionless, right? It, can, it can't be transferred because there's no blocks to transfer and so it becomes quite 100% uh, zero. Uh, and so basically we would be, we'd be able to remove the chain from the network, which is a, a process unto itself, and then all the LPRs would get back uh, their room value or whatever they have. Got it. And then, um, so I heard one question, I'd, I didn't catch this whole thing, but I heard one question about uh, there's a movement to potentially make all withdrawals symmetric, even if you entered asymmetric. Is that correct? Uh, there's an idea that you could, you could, we could convert all the, the current LP positions that are symmetric and make them symmetric, the ones that are asymmetric and make them symmetric by, by computing both addresses, both the rune and the terror address, the address and the terror address. So it would just convert everybody in the network to be a symmetric kind of provider in a, more, in a sense. And then once that happens, everybody can just withdraw their quibi and they, they get, technically they would get back a loom in the UST as well, although that's not really worth a whole lot. Um, and then they also get the rune. And then so on that, like how, how would we go about that if for instance, I entered uh, asymmetrically, only depositing rune. How do you know my or other users' like Terra addresses? And is there would there be an option for me to maintain my asymmetric withdrawal to rune if we don't want to be exposed to the to the Terra assets? Uh, so we can't do asymmetric to rune because that would cause uh, a price shift in the pool, which would be you know not nice for the rest of the LPs. Uh, the Terra address or the rune address can be computed based upon what your your other addresses. So if I had your rune address, your Thor address, your Thor one address, I can and I can actually compute from that what your Terra one address is. Um, the same private key, right? Just because of how back thirty two addresses are a function, where the um, the first you know four or five characters is the prefix, which is Terra a Thor one or Terra one, for example. The middle is like what your actual address is, and the last five characters, I think, or six characters, whatever the number is, is a checksum of the previous um, characters. And so from that, you can actually, I think you can compute, if I'm not mistaken, I hope I'm right at this, but you can compute what the address is uh, and from the same private key. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'll have to look into that as well. But uh, yeah, thanks for holding this. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, the point of situation is still developing and, you know, whatever the actions that are required will be uh, posted in the future once more information is known or as the situation develops with Terra. So thank you, Tim. Uh, let's cool, go thanks. to Boris. Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Can you hear me yes. okay? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So, sorry, I joined a little bit late, but I just wanted to clarify. I think I understand that at some point, you're all going to decide that we are able to withdraw our rune from the Luna uh, pool, but then there's going to be a period of time where we can't do any trading with it. If that's true, I'm just wondering if, like, what is the unspoken concern here about uh, maybe everyone trying to rush out or something? And kind of related to that, if there is a concern about that, for those that really do want to see Thorchain succeed over the long term, what's the best thing that long-term holders of Rune can do uh, once you guys implement whatever you're going to do as far as withdrawing goes? So for the process for withdrawing, uh, at first, withdrawals will only be possible uh, symmetrically, which means that the price and the, the ratio of Rune and, say, Luna in the pool will not change, which means that uh, basically the LPs won't be able to steal rune from another position that won't be able to be arbitraged back because you know the price is completely wrong. So it'll give uh, all the the LPs who have symmetric symmetrically deposited the ability to completely withdraw their uh, their rune value back. And if anyone wants to answer the second part of that, 
Sorry, what was the, can you repeat the second part of your question? Yeah, so thank you for that. So, but you mentioned that once we withdraw our rune, I heard some, I think Chad mentioned something about one to three days before you can do any trading with it. I'm not sure if that's correct. Oh, sorry, it's, it's the, in the Luna, the Luna pool won't be tradable. So you'll be able to withdraw your rune, but you won't be able to make, a, say, a swap from uh, like using the, the Luna or UST pool. So you, you can do whatever you want with your rune, but you, you won't be able to trade Luna or UST on the network for a few days, for example. Got it. Okay. Okay. So there's no big concern then about everybody trying to sell the rune all, all at once. And so that kind of answers the second question I had, which was, what can we do if we just want to do our part to see this succeed? And that's just to con maybe contribute over to another liquidity pool, right? Bitcoin or, or something else. Correct. Correct. I, I okay. think one of, one of my intentions, at least, is like I want to do the best we can to make sure that uh, we don't cause some sort of like mass, you know, uh, withdrawal, you know, rush, you know, in mad, mad in a sense, and like have earlier people who withdrew, you know, did better than people who withdrew later, like in that kind of, you know, pandemonium. So we're trying to do our best we can to avoid that kind of scenario and give everybody equal opportunity. Well, the, but the amount that we have in there right now in the Luna pool. That won't change throughout all of this. Whatever's there right now that's redeemable, we're going to be able to redeem when you open it up, no? Or will that change? No. I mean, if it does change, it would change in the positive. I don't think it would change in the negative. That's what we're trying to avoid. So at worst case, you'll get what you're owed within the context of how the network sees the state of your LP position. At best case scenario, you know, maybe the treasury or whatever would, would you know, just to smooth things over with the community to help out more. Whether that happens or not, I'm not guaranteeing or saying it will happen. I'm just, I guess, requires conversation and debate. Okay. So bottom line is people who are looking to support Rune for the long, long term, there shouldn't be any sort of time urgency with this. Just whenever it becomes available, we just do what we want and we continue to support the, the chain, right? Well, if you don't withdraw, so sorry, if you don't withdraw from the liquidity pool, uh, once the pool, once trading opens for the pool, there, there will be a period of a couple of days, likely, uh, that the pool is able for w symmetric withdrawals only. After which trading will open, at, at which point, uh, you know, the Luna price, all the the Luna price is going to go way down. There's going to be billions of Luna in that pool, and uh, not so much Rune for people. Uh, you know, it's not like people are going to be depositing uh, Rune into that pool. I don't believe so. Uh, you know, if you want to. Keep your keep your rune share of that pool. Then uh, it's probably best not to leave it in there before someone snatches it out. The got it. Got it. That was the key distinction I was missing. So thank you so much for clarifying that. Got it. So I'll just switch that over to a Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin LP after. Thanks, guys. Appreciate everything you're doing. Thanks, Boris. Um, let's go to Fish Pirate, and everyone that's up on stage will answer all the rest of these questions for you. Hi, guys. Everything. Uh, thanks for everything you do for the community. I have a question regarding, let's say the Luna chain is removed from the network and is no longer operational. I agree that um, the idea of everybody, you come out with the same amount, the same quantity of room that you went in, that's, I think that's the, fair, that's the fair way to do it. But what's going to happen with the LP rewards that were generated up to the point before the, all of this happened? Uh, LP rewards uh, will be handled. handled. Sorry, can you mute your thing? I can hear myself. Um, LPO will be reward what handled normally, right? So if you earned a bunch of yields, that will just be accounted for in your LP position. So when you withdraw, that's all accounted for. Right. So just to clarify on that, it's not what you started with. It's what your withdrawable amounts are at the at like the current snapshot. If you were to go to Thor Yield right now and look at your withdrawable, so that's already kind of shifted in accrued rewards and or had IL and then there's ILP. So that's the kind of ending snapshot, not what you necessarily, necessarily added, exactly. added exactly. So it would be, uh, 
IOP protection plus the rewards. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It still applies. Yeah, it still applies. As normal. Okay. Sorry, hearing myself back. <laughs> okay. Thank cool. Thanks. Let's go to B Hizzle. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. But um, so I deposited asymmetrically with Rune only into the UST pool. I know you guys have kind of um, talked about this, but then it kind of bounces around a little bit. I just want to be kind of clear. What should I expect? I only deposited um, Rune into the UST pool. Uh, what should I expect um, going forward? Uh, if you only deposit a Rune into the UST pool, you will get Rune back. How much Rune you get back depends upon either, you know, if we do this whole like rewrite addresses thing we were referring earlier, that would change your, how much room you get back. If we kept it the way it was currently thought about, it'd be a different amount. So it, it all depends on how things are going to land. So if, if you guys do the, like, for those who submit uh, asymmetrically deposited, let's say the broken asset, uh, UST and Luna, and then symmetrically do the withdrawal for them, they get some room. Um, I don't want any Luna or UST is what I'm saying. I just want my room. That's why I deposited kind of that way in the first place. But Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's still you're, – you're going to get uh, room back. The question is how much do you get back, and that's, that's hard to compute this time. You, you will not get back all of the room that you put in because half of it got converted to UST. So you'll get at most half back. But if uh, if this didn't happen, obviously, <clears throat> and I withdrew, I would be withdrawing just rune, right? Right. Okay. But you, but you still would have. Like it, you still take on the financial exposure to the other asset while you were an LP. You're just only providing rune, and then later on, you're you're technically what's happening is you're withdrawing both assets. Then you're swapping the you know, the UST, for example, into rune, and then just withdrawing only rune. That's, that's effective. That's how the math works out uh, on the back end of it all. And so, it, it, most likely, you'll get back. You know. Um, Probably less than half, depending upon how much the how much impermanent loss that you've experienced versus somebody else. And then, and that's the other thing. Like, I can't write out the impermanent loss because, I mean, this isn't gonna. This pool probably isn't gonna stay open, right? Like for a hundred days or whatever. Uh, probably not. I mean, right now, Do Kwan's talking about doing a fork and this kind of stuff. And if that's the case, then this whole plan we've been talking about all day could, is susceptible to be changed because. If we know that the terror chain is going to be just done completely, then that kind of changes our, you know, calculus of what, how, what's the best way to move forward. And so we maybe we'll just rack and rock the chain itself and just autonomously send everybody back their room so you don't have to actually do anything. And then we don't have to worry about, you know, enabling trading again because, you know, if they're going to fork the chain, which is being discussed now, it's not like it's been agreed upon. But if that happens, that kind of changes what we might do. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Sorry for the kind everybody. I know it's like a stressful time for many people and understandably so. And, and you know, we're, we're doing the best we can to support you guys and support the LPs and support the community. Uh, but it is a dynamic situation. Things are changing all the time. We have to be nimble. We have to be flexible uh, and, and do the best we can for what, for what we're given. Yeah, certainly. But I have to go. But before I jump off, I would say uh, certainly before anything changes with regards to any of the economic positions anyone has in the pools before trading is reopened, before any decisions are made. Um, we will communicate those out well in advance as long as the timeline, as long as scenarios as what to do if you added symmetrically, asymmetrically, um, the, all of that will be covered and um, we'll, we'll, we'll give ample timing on that. Thank you for coming on, Pluto. It's very helpful uh, you coming on and helping us with this discussion. So thanks, man. Have a great day. Let's... Uh... Last question here uh, with Marcus. Let's get him up. 
Amen. Hey, hey guys, uh, and again, thanks a million for everything you guys are doing for the community. It's been a one hell of a week, um, and I think it just goes to validate all of the decisions uh, the team has made over the last kind of 12 months with respect to ChaosNet, our own hacks, uh, the security protocols that you've put in place. I just think it, it really kind of highlights just how well you guys have thought this through. Um, but one slightly different position for me, I happened to be at my desk when kind of I saw some of this stuff happen. I withdrew my uh, Luna Room LP position, uh, reflected that in my wallet, uh, and then immediately tried to uh, up my Luna for uh, BUSD. And I can see the Luna disappear um, but I have received nothing back because in that interim period, the chain was uh, halted. And I'm listen, I've written it off. I'm just kind of curious as to what happens if and when, uh, you know, I know you were talking primarily around the LP positions, but I'm just curious to what happens, any swap that was kind of half transacted in that period. Thanks. Uh, if you were swapping from like from Rune to like Luna or something like this? Uh, sorry, it was actually Luna. What I was doing was doing a Luna to BUSD swap. Uh, I can see the Luna kind of disappear obviously that on the back end is in the room pool but and it was i don't know exactly when but the um the, the chain was halted and as i say i just don't know what's kind of happening now or how that yeah yeah, yeah it was, basically what's happening there is that you made a transfer on the terrorist side to, to do a swap and then that observer yet because it fell behind and we paused things and, and blah 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 and things so it's some kind of future block um Basically, I think it's actually probably in the current state is that it's it's trying to do a refund. Most likely, I might have up the actual transaction hash. I can't actually know for certain, but most likely, it's trying to send back your loon right now, and it's just sitting in the outbound queue, waiting to to like you know to allow an outbound transaction so that we can actually sign that loon back to you. That's probably the outcome. Right, and that's fine. If, if you send me the, the the transaction hash, I think I can look into more more depth for you. Yeah, don't worry. I mean, Chad, I, I know it's you know I, I, I'm kind of. A, uh, I know that it's worth nothing. I, I'm, that's, there's no issue. I was just kind of curious as to the mechanics as to how you guys deal with it. And obviously, if it's stuck in the queue, then it has to wait until the chain gets restarted. And then, you know, it actually gets back at some point, regardless of the value per se. Right, right. Lovely. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Marcus. Um, there's one more person that requires. Let's just get him up here just to see if there's another question here. This will be the last one. Hi, Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Jeff, what's up, man? You are still muted. Uh, you should see him. Un- He's not there, is that way? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I'm sorry. Oh, there we go. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this won't take long. I know. I know. I'm the last one. And if, if you took this question already, just just cut me off, and I'll I'll listen to the earlier parts of uh, the Twitter Spaces. So, just a quick question on the on the Thor USD. Um, uh, has your plans changed with regards to the mechanics of a of a Thor USD? That's my question. Thank you. It's a great question, but yeah, we were discussing that we're gonna just hold off on that for another space, probably another time, um, just kind of to keep today focused on the Terra situation. But um, that is a good question, and definitely want all concerns to be raised and to hear, you know, the path forward. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll all be addressed soon. Very well, no problem. Keep up the good work. And thank you very much. Um, I'll give a, a kind of a high-level generic answer to that just to be quick about it and not get to a full debate or conversation, but um, just so everybody can kind of get a, a starting place. Um, the Thorfi design has been you know, in the works for almost a year, and it's been a lot of research, a lot of design, a lot of 
you know, uh, throwing out ideas and starting refresh. You know, so we really thought through this thing for many months um, and a lot of time and energy can put into it. And a lot of the things we thought about, we kind of saw some uh, what we consider to be flaws in the implementation of uh, UST design that we wanted to not replicate. And so as we saw this whole thing unfurl um, with UST, it kind of further proven that the design concepts that we came up with are actually if you were to put Thorchain in that same situation, blah, 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 how would it perform? Then it would have performed certainly a lot, a lot, a lot better. Uh, and so I feel very good about the current design. There's no immediate change that's required for ThorUSD or any of the drug assets. That doesn't mean that we're not going to make any changes. Um, there's, we're still kind of parsing what happened with ParaUSD, and um, there's more research to be done, which was going to be happening over the next you know week or two or whatever it is. Um, so there might be some changes that come into place, but at this current time, there's nothing um, obvious or clear. I think we were pretty good about what we designed uh, and feel pretty confident about it. Maybe the one thing we might take out that we talked about in the original design was, was um, pr proliferation and the idea of just uh, creating ARC20 versions of ThorUSD and CW20 and blah, 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 blah. Well, not CW20 <laughs> anymore, but uh, you know what I mean by that. Um, secondary markets we recognized early on were, were problematic because it, it can get to a situation where the, the tail is whacking the dog rather than the dog wagging the tail uh, and cause a DPEG, which is what we kind of saw with Curve and all this stuff. So uh, this might be some some changes, but nothing immediate or, or you know all that not that big of a change. Uh, structurally, it's the same. Uh, we feel still really pretty good and confident about it. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, let's definitely uh, talk about Dorfi in an, in another space. We, we should uh, do that sometime, and uh, we're gonna have, probably have a ton of you know offline discussions, and uh, there's gonna be discussions all over about Dorfi, and I'm sure uh, everyone has their. Uh, has their own thoughts on it and on the design, but just know that, that the team has no interest in, in uh, bringing on unnecessary risk to the network and, you know, doing something that, uh, you know, would, would cause the collapse of, of the work chain. That's not at all, uh, you know, what, what any of us want to do, or uh, we, we have no attention at doing that. We, we want to make, we, we're, we're doing uh, economic modeling right now. Uh, Orion, who's in the audience, and Chad are doing economic modeling for Thorify. Uh, this will, everything will be tested on StageNet first, uh, there's gonna, there's a there's a lot of work that has been done and a lot of work yet to do to uh, you know finally see Thorfi come to fruition. But I, I look forward to this conversation. So yeah, this is a a great space, and I hope that we were able to answer people's concerns, especially people that uh, were affected in the uh, Luna and UST LPs. And uh, I hope if other people if people have questions, um, you know, just anywhere. Uh, you can always direct them to this space and uh, they can listen to it. And, uh, and more information will be out as the situation develops because obviously we have to be reactive to uh, the, the larger situation as it's developed, whether uh, Terra, Terra continues producing blocks, whether they're chain forks. And uh, yeah, we're, we, we, have the, we have our tentative plan in place and then hopefully we can see that through. If not, then plans will change and uh, everyone will be notified of those changes and, and we want to do our best to make sure that LPs are protected on Thorchain. Well, I just posted a tweet at the top here. Um, it just has a good read. It's a, a really great uh, thread that another individual wrote who was a part of the like the war rooms with Terra. Lessons learned from Terra and, and things that should change, blah, blah, blah. It's a really good read if anyone wants to learn more about um, what they did wrong. And, and that's a good read for us as a community because we want to understand what went wrong there to make sure we don't replicate Sweet. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up then. Th thank you, everybody, for coming out. Make sure to share this space with people who uh, might be holding a current LP just so they are updated on the 
you know, on the most recent information on what will happen with those LPs. And we want to make sure that this information is dispersed out there and plans may change. So make sure, uh, you know, people tune into uh, all, all the outlets to uh, get info. So thanks everybody for coming on today. And better weeks ahead for sure. See you guys.